that which the people need to hear. Well, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm not sure how this is going to work. This is Shalaya Scribe, Shabbat Shalom, Bokotov, Mishpachah. Greetings from Sheboygan, Wisconsin. It's a beautiful 57 balmy degrees outside. And Marissa and I just overcame some serious speaker challenges. At least I hope so, because I can't sit in front of my computer while she's got it on her tablet. Otherwise, there's definite and major lead through, as you've already discovered. So that having been said, welcome to Shabbat Thought for the last day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread. And I just pray to Yahweh that I am not stepping on anybody else's toes if there's somebody else speaking, because I can't hear anything right now for some reason. Uh, it might be because I'm speaking. Anyways, going to reach out to Yami and see if she would be willing to pray us in today and just boldly come against anything that could be standing in the way or could be desiring to stand in the way of what Yah wants to do today on his Shabbat because there's absolutely no excuse for any kind of interference in the name of Yeshua. Hallelujah. Yami, are you there? I am here, and I say hallelujah that this is our gift, our time to relax and meditate on Yahweh and um, be restored in the Ruha from all the labors of the week. And, Yah, we thank you for a day to rest and and just enjoy you and enjoy the abundant life that you give to us, that you show us how to use, our, to labor and do the work necessary six days a week and on the seventh to rest. And Father, we do ask that you clear the wave, the that um, get information from one place to another and let us communicate clearly for everyone who's entering these these love lines that what you want to accomplish be accomplished. Satan, you are bound from your tactics and interference and what you do is um, cancel today. You cannot do anything because um, we belong to Yah, and this time is ours and his because he gave us the, the Shabbat so that we can can do what you want accomplished on this line and experience your love. And let us um, have ears to hear and um, anoint those who open their mouth that the Ruach has already is cleansing and continues. We continue to be covered with the blood of Yeshua that um, 
paid the price so that we're in a safe place and Satan cannot harass us or use us for any negative work because our Yah is mighty and wonderful in work in his doings and he's um and we're knowing he created everything in six days and on the seventh we're following suit as he commanded us to have this special time of rest. So thank you that um whatever you want we are available to receive and to open our mouth and let Ruhak flow through us. So let us um, be that ship with the sail of the Ruhak, guiding us and directing us and keeping us in a line with your plan for the day and, and let everyone receive what they're supposed to from you. And um, rest in it, nest in it, and humbly be blessed in it, following your will and living and walking in your ways. Amen. We are going to take a quick music break. This is from Joshua Aaron. Uh, this is called Shalom, but when we come back, we're going to see if Shaliak Rock, if our overseer at sea, is going to be able to reach out to us. Uh, but until then, this is Joshua Aaron. Shalom. When the sun has set on a Friday night, bringing peace into your home, families will gather. All around singing Shabbat Shalom Everybody sing Shalom 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 Put a smile upon your face He's got the whole world in his hands So obey his commands And you will know peace
Well, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Shalaya Bahava Scribe is back on the line. And I need to do a little bit of housekeeping here, even though I know we're not supposed to on Shabbat. I'm a little concerned with how that transition happened. So first things first, I'm going to go ahead and open up the line for folks to introduce themselves so we know who's all here. Uh, we know we got Yami. We know we got Scribe. We've got a 715 number if you would like to introduce yourself and say hi. And Shabbat Shalom. You are part of the Mishpaka. Um, let us know who you're at and how your day is going. Welcome to Shabbat Shabbat. Shabbat. Hey, everybody. This is Mr. Jeffers, Mr. Timothy Jeffers, Mr. TJ. I have not been doing very well. I haven't really been in a talkative mood or anything like that um, since I had a seizure uh, like two weeks ago. And it was a breakthrough seizure, and I fell and I broke my an- my cartilage in my ankle. So I haven't been able to go. I haven't been able to work for two weeks. So I just been in a depressed state because I actually enjoy my job. I actually like going to work and being able to be around different people and stuff like that. And so when I broke my an- not cartilage in my ankle, I just. Mm, you know, like I didn't like talking to anybody, and I I didn't even talk to my mom for for like a couple of weeks, and my mom's been calling me every day, worried about me. I I'm just I haven't talked to anybody. So <clears throat> with that being on, with that being said, that is where I am at in my uh, in my life, um, and. I could. I really need to pray about it and ask Yahweh to help me to feel better and understand that my ankle will heal. It's only temporarily, but it's just I, I don't. I don't feel. I don't feel myself. I don't feel like my. I don't feel like my normal. Self when I was calling, so that's what I'm going through. With that, I'll pass. Well, shalom, hallelujah. Tim, it's good to hear your voice. Um, anyway, y'all, while we're at it, we might as well just go ahead and lift him up. Uh, Yami, I know Yami and Marissa are in agreement with me. Uh, if y'all have a, a word for Tim, we can bring it forward at this time. Um, but Abba Yah, in the name of Yeshua, we ask you to Baruch Atah, our brother, with your eyes and with your conversation over his life. Yeah, he got a little dinged up. The seizures, whatever, the adversary is going to attack, how he's going to attack. But yeah, you know what the source is. You know what the root is. And you don't want that shadaim of depression upon us. So, Abiyah, we just ask right now that you would clear Tim's heart, mind, and ruach of anything that is not of you, and that you would scream into his ears, that you would dictate from on high at every possible moment 
the conversation from the throne room of from the throne room of Shamaim that you want Tim rehearsing in his own mind. Something we as human beings have to remember is that the first person we preach to, that the first person that we teach to, is ourselves. Because whether we're speaking into a microphone or not, the first words or the first ears, the first set of ears, that here's what we're speaking, is our own. Prove that one wrong. Hallelujah. Shalak, Rock, and I were, Shalak and I, many times over, were taught that, you know, at church, at, during congregation, you sit as far forward as possible because that word has more power the closer you get it. If you're sitting all the way in back, it's not going to mean as much as you're not going to, it's not going to impact you as much. Well, if we believe Yahweh and if we believe Yahweh speaks and we know he does, we also have to understand, appreciate, respect, expect, and accept nothing less from ourselves that we are constantly in the front row. We have got a front row seat every time Abba Yah speaks to us. Every time anybody, any source, could even be the adversary, speaks to us. We have got a front row seat to whatever it is that's being said, so we need to be deathly careful. Significantly careful of what's coming out of our mouths because we are going to hear that and receive that first and believe it with the utmost intensity before anybody else does. And if we miss that fact, and I've missed that fact for the better part of 50 years, if we miss that fact, we're setting ourselves up to not have the life that Yahweh wants us to have. So, Abba Yah, in the name of Yeshua, we just speak life, liberty, healing, and escape from, from Egypt over Tim right now that his mind not be bound, that he find joy in you, that he find overcoming in you, he find ecstasy in you and rejoicing in you in such a way that it just takes him to a new level in you, that there is no doubt that you are the most extreme form of best, better best in his life than is even conceivably possible. Hallelujah. In the name of Yeshua, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Yami, you got something you want to speak over our brother? Hallelujah. Find mute, Yami. Hallelujah. Well, I want to welcome you back. um, You made a good decision when you decided to um, share with us today and come on the line. And uh, 
I just realized that in all my um, arm being broken, you know, and everything I've gone through, that the moods are subject to change. And um, just, I always remembered a little old lady saying to me when I was in about, in my early or late 20s, at a woman's meeting, and I was sharing the difficulties I was going through, and she said, this too will pass, because um, Yah is always promoting us forward into a better place. When, when we are in need of anything, he brings it, and in that process of getting the solution to us, we learn neat lessons. And um, I know you are because you were expressing some of them, not even knowing you were, were but you um, are sensing inside to, to um, let there become a change and what's going on. And um, you are becoming more and more stable so that there comes a time when we are pillars in the temple of Yah. It says to him that overcomes, will he make a pillar in his temple? And we won't have to have mood changes because we aren't motivated by feeling realm. We have authority over our choices of action and you can't um, have Yah flow through you without being changed yourself. I had um, hepatitis, the one that's not from needles and stuff, not that one, but it was hepatitis that you get from food. And um, I was had just been diagnosed and started some pills to purify me. And my friend called and said, uh, I need someone to help me to do puppet shows. And it was, and I was um, pretty sick. And I said, when? And she said, when? Told me when? And I said, yes. And I was didn't feel physically well at all when we started doing the puppet shows for the kids in the um, low-income area part. And then as we did those puppet short, um, shows, we were able to talk with the children and the children invited us to meet their parents and whatever work I wanted done was done and I knew why I was doing the puppet shows sweat poured off me and it was a hard laborious thing to um, to do this but I knew that I was to help, so I pushed through. And it was 
a few weeks, and I, what you know, I had overcame it all. But I um, went forward doing the stuff that let Ruhak flow through me. And when I would be, every time I'd pray for somebody else, I'd receive more healing until all um, the complications passed and I was back in full swing of things. And hallelujah, Yah just has a way if we keep coming to his presence, keep um, participating in the things he tells us he wants us to do. We call them um, commandments, commissions, whatever word, um, commitments. And Rock often says commitments are what people run from. And because they, they don't, have the energy they feel or whatever their excuse. But I seen as I am a doer of the word and the doer of the word doesn't mean just doing nothing. It's an active word. Doing is um, uh, studying to show myself approved, praising, praying, um, opening our mouth, and speaking words of life to others, all these things are available. And in the presence of Yah, why we do these things, we're healed. We're, our healing comes, and um, it's in his timing, and we usually learn a lesson. So just um, learn the beautiful lesson he has for you. Um, through what you have to go through because of this fall. It wasn't his will ever for us to get hurt. But he knows the devil's work is to rob, kill, destroy, and he is busy at his work. So Yah is busy. When he was on earth, he walked about um, healing people. He walked about sharing truth. And and as we walk like him, the devil flees from our presence because it's not, he wants us in the down stages. And Yah wants us in the up stages. So hallelujah, let's go up and away with Yah. Okay, thank you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thanks for that, Yami. Before we get into this next song, we are going to see if Rock and San have signal. I see San is in. Are you there, San? I am here. Hallelujah. Are you guys underway? We are on the boat, yes. Beautiful. Both fantastic. Um, gonna turn the line over to you and Rock. If you guys, I'm sure y'all's been giving you something. Um, it's all yours. Hallelujah. 
right, hallelujah. Yeah, so, you know, we wanted to, uh, we're actually checking, checked out this morning, and, um, you know, we didn't want to, actually, I didn't want to do it on a Shabbat, so I was like, well, we have to pack everything up yesterday, and we try to prepare everything so it wouldn't be a stressful morning, and it's like, well, let's end it with um, a ride down the river, and uh, so we planned that, and I went and paid for it yesterday, and everything, and still pre-planned it and uh you know now that we're out here yeah there's lots of other boats and it gets kind of loud at times but but there's lots of trees and there's birds and there's these waterfalls around the uh, shores of the of the river and it's just really beautiful and i'm grateful to yahweh for um you know this place that he created that is shalom and I know that he, you know, part of our Shabbat is to enjoy the things that he had for us. And I think there's really no better way than being in nature um, to really connect with his creation. And so I'm really grateful for the blue skies and the sunshine. We haven't seen a whole lot of sunshine the last few days. But uh, so I'm glad to be here, and I'm grateful to be coming up to Wisconsin, although I hope uh, some heat comes up there with us because I'm not looking forward to 40s and 50s or even 60s, to be honest. (laughs) But you know what? It just uh, encourages us to know that we made the right decision by moving to Arizona and why my niece picked April to get married. I don't know. But anyhow, we uh, we will do it. We will be there, and we're excited to see everybody and uh, to fellowship next week, Shabbat, together in person, which is always uh, a Baruch Atah because you'll be on the line. Yes, we do uh, fellowship a lot that way, but it's not the same as being in person and breaking bread together and hugging each other and so I'm looking forward to that time together with the family, with the Mishpaka, uh next Shabbat. Hallelujah. Well, hallelujah. Yeah, I uh, I want to just run with that same theme, you know. Um, we, uh, we really want to be building the body and, and serve as body builders to the best of our ability and our yability. And, and that is holding each Yakana bro and Yakana sis, Yakana bull to everything that is. And I know I'm kind of probably going into the transformed message in the first part, which is more supposed to be a Shabbat thought. Um, but I guess, you know, probably because the way you started it, you kind of started it as a, caring and sharing transform meeting scribe i'll just kind of run with it and uh uh the the thing that we want to make sure when people come on our line is they don't feel that christian church religious spirit on us at all we don't want that we want to be as natural 
and as authentic and as real with each other as we can. And I think, you know, the fact that in the study that I did about a decade ago, uh, I started sharing with people Yeshua's ministry. And I really said as I was coming into, you know, my own, which I actually started, you know, Blood of Jesus in 2003. So, you know, it'll be 20 years next year since I started Blood of Jesus. So that was the first time I ever started my own ministry. Otherwise, I was always a part of someone else's ministry. But my own ministry is really not my own. My own ministry is really Yeshua's. If I really want to do it his way and not do it the religious way, the religious way has this ownership, this control, this possession, uh, this dictatorship mentality that goes into it all too often. And we really don't want to be that way. And at, at the same time, we don't want to be a democracy uh, in the fact that, you know, you got this, like, uh, your board of directors that's voting on everything and the pastor doesn't have any authority and they bully the pastor and they push the pastor around. So there's there's all kinds of dysfunction and sickness that I see over the years, and I guess that's why Yah took me through the 35 denominations plus to really get a good experience as to the bad experience, you know. Um, when I look at Yeshua's ministry and I study and I research and I try to see it for what it was, I see it as an out, outdoors ministry. I see it as a a real house-to-house -house ministry. But very little do I see, and I mentioned this to Scribe ahead of time, very little do I see it being in a synagogue or a temple, per se, or a church ecclesia building place, you know? And uh, those times that the visitation happened was before he tore it all down and built it back up in three days. Now, you know, you might say, how are you going to understand him tearing everything down that was temple and building it back up in three days? Because he built it back up in man, okay? When he showed that he was the Mashiach and he started having a physical guest appearance back on earth, after they all seen him be brutally murdered at the town square. You know, they seen him be beaten horribly and, you know, carried those stocks up to Golgotha and put them up on a tree with a bunch of criminals. And, you know, the whole concept of all of that, to be able to all of a sudden find yourself, you know, free and walking around as this beaming light human being type looking uh cavode body, right? This this uh this body that is just, you know, shining brightly is a phenomenal thing to think about that these people experienced. But, you know, even then when he started doing his special guest appearances, did he go to the synagogue then? No, because he was the synagogue. He was the high priest. The Feast of Unleavened Bread was completed through him. And that's why we honor it. And this is the final day of that Feast of Unleavened Bread. That's why we honor it, is to be able to be representative of this whole wedding rehearsal and this whole concept of us being his bride and him being our husband, 
of us being his royal priesthood and him being our high priest, of us being his sons, the sons of Yah, that's what we become, right? And that means daughters, of course, too. Uh, but we become the sons of Yah, hallelujah, hallelujah, which means sure what happened, Rock, that you just dropped off. So we are going to do it in Maria. Is that Shalayak Rock? Can you hear me now? We can hear you now. Okay, yeah, it was because I had an alarm that went off in the middle of it. I don't know why that one went off, probably because I didn't shut it off earlier when I was trying to get this boat going. Okay, um, where did, what is the last thing I said? Now we're going to check if anybody was listening. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, Marissa was in the bathroom. I was too yeah. panicked by the fact that you disappeared. Um The last thing you said was outdoor ministry. You see it more as an outdoor ministry, not uh, not an indoor situation, uh, being focused more on the building. Um, not uh, It's not a democracy. Okay, well, I'll just pick it up there. So mm. so what I'm, what I'm leaning towards is this whole Feast of Unleavened Bread. Did you hear any of that part? Yes, yes, we did, as a matter of fact. Thank you. Okay, so the, the completion of this feast, this has been seven days. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Most of you drifted back off into the world and totally forgot you even had a feast going on. That's, that's how much the world has your attention and how little the Messiah has your attention. And I, I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings. I'm, I'm trying to get you to introspect yourself, introspect yourself, take a look at yourself and say, wow, he's right. I got totally wrapped up in my yucca flesh. I got totally wrapped up in this world. I totally spaced out that this was still the feast up until the end of today when the sun goes down. I totally spaced it. I didn't, I didn't do a second round of lamb throughout the week, which we just did last night again. Uh, I didn't do any breaking of the body and the bread. Uh, or the blood and the, you know, the, the wine or the grape juice. I didn't do any of that. Uh, sacrament or, or you know, breaking of that to, you know, think of him. I haven't washed anybody's feet through this whole time. I personally, as we take this hour today, uh, I'm going to take the time to wash my wife's feet. We're in a boat anyway. we got our shoes off, you know. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to wash Sam's feet because we haven't done it yet through this whole week. And... Uh, I, in, instead of doing it right at the meal, which would have been in the beginning, which is when I've normally done the washing of the feet, uh, at least annually that should be the one time. But I don't think there's anything wrong with doing it more often. I don't think there's anything wrong with uh, with you breaking the, the body and uh, drinking the blood, uh, which is the uh, grape juice. I don't think there's anything wrong with that representation several times a year. Don Esposito does say, in the footnotes of the HRB, that it should only be done once a year. I don't find that it says that, so I'm taking that Don is just implementing that by something that he thinks. He doesn't do a thorough explanation as to why he says it's only once a year. So I've never, I've never grabbed a hold of that as a doctrine at this point, but I do want to make sure that you guys seriously look at the power of washing feet 
today. And I want everybody, when I come back uh, or when I pass it on, I want everybody to talk about that because I know Scribe and I washed each other's feet for the first time probably like 93, 94, 95, and they used to do it on a New Year's celebration, which is totally pagan, the pagan Roman Catholic, uh, Pope's, Pope Gregory's, you know, uh, December 31st into January 1st for the goddess of Janus or god of Janus. Huh? No, I'm fine. You know, so I, I remember washing Scott's feet the first time. And I remember how emotional I got. So even though we did it on the wrong date, the power of the concept of humility that comes through set apart scripture step seven. And again, we're right. segueing into the final portion. Can you still hear me? About, huh? Yeah, yeah, about 90, about 123 seconds worth of the rocket saying get back. Uh, this is GMX. <laughs> What? I do not sign. Foundation of Foundations, give me a sign. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, in the name of Jesus. Yes, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Peace. And every tongue that rises against me, judgment, thou shalt condemn. Lord, do it. Pain and a hurt. Yeah. But this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. Preach. And that righteousness is of me, said the Lord. Preach. Amen. Uh. Alrighty, alrighty, alrighty. Well, apparently that's, that one's not going to work for whatever reason. Um, don't know. Rock, are you back? Okay. Let's try some Rebecca some Becca Shea here. Hey, my name is Jack. This is my wife, Becca, and we want to share with you our story of forgiveness. For the past two years, uh, we have had a stalker situation. The stalker was um, harassing me through social media, emails, and just badgering on and on and on, stating untrue claims about me. Yeah, uh, in the name of Jesus. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. And every tongue that rises against me in judgment, thou shalt condemn. Lord, give me a sign. But this is the heritage of the service of the Lord. And the righteousness is of me, said the Lord. Amen. Uh. Lord, give me a sign. I really need to talk to you, Lord. This is the last time we talk to walk in the right, Lord. Now I know you haven't left me, but I feel like I'm alone. I'm a big boy now, but I'm still not grown. And I'm still going through it. Pain and a hurt. Soaking up trouble like rain in a dirt. And I know only I can stop the rain with just a mention of my Savior's name. In the name of Jesus. Can you hear me now? We can hear you now. Yeah, yes, we can hear you now. Hallelujah. All of a sudden, you just started talking over me. Uh, that DMX song, we need to delete it. It's for first off, he's backslid. He's not even serving Yah, and he's just a, a Lord, 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 God, 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 Jesus, Jesus, Jesus guy. And I, I don't think a whole lot so, about. Him. 
block. I don't think he's a very good example for anybody. I did, I did ten years ago when I was still just bringing in the Love Center and everything. That's when I started doing him. But uh, yeah, I've 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 outgrown that kind of music. I just don't even want to have that on anymore. You can delete it. Okay, um, not a problem. But yes, we can hear you now. What I was sharing, I'd like to see if you guys kind of can share a little testimony. I know Yami's been in foot washing services at our house of worship, and I think we've even washed feet over at her house, and I think we've washed feet at Christopher Ward's house of worship, and I believe we've washed feet up at Marilyn's house of worship. It's always been a very Ruach-filled, powerful time, so maybe... Yami and Scribe, you can share some of your testimony regarding your experience with it, and maybe you can get that scripture ready, too, before we take our one-hour break, Scribe, and we can uh, allow you guys to do that while you're eating and while you're, you know, uh, having a little time of, of fellowship for an hour, and you guys can start to do that. And, you know, if Timothy doesn't understand... What we're doing here on these Shabbats is supposed to be a guideline for you guys to be able to set up your own house of worships and to be able to have at least a once-a-week a once a service in a house, gathering in a house, fellowship in a house, where you bring a few people together and you have some brotherhood. They're doing it in prisons across the U.S. right now, and we're encouraging. They call them their houses, if you didn't know that. Their little jail cell, they call them houses. And uh, they want to be able to to have the house of worship concept on the transformed recovery in reach program. So hallelujah. Let's talk a little bit about foot washing and the power of it. And maybe scribe can look those scriptures up and see if there's a little yamentary that he can pull together while Yami's just sharing from the heart. Hallelujah. Well, Yami, if you want to take the lead on this one, I will follow up. I've already got John 13 pulled up. And before service today, or before uh, uh, three-pot Shabbat today, I did do a write-up, at least got the first part done as a kind of a description for what we're doing. So I, you know, if I could share that too, I think that might be helpful. Um, so Yami, take it away. Oh, hallelujah. Um, when I think of my Experience in foot washing. I have a, a memory before I got involved with um, with doing it with house of worship um, or with with our love ministry. We were going to a church called the House of Worship, and Rod Johnson um, was the pastor, and Dean and Rod and Rod became very close. We had a um, uh, camper, you know, we had on wheels um, that we were living in, and uh, we plugged our um, camper in in the church parking lot or in the building they rented, parking lot. And, um, and you know, oftentimes being would wake up in the wee hours of the morning with tears. I'd find him 
in the in the, the couch um, crying, and then we he talked and he shared his experience, and he um, he had an experience of a dream that he was or a vision. I think he described it as a dream of him that he was to wash um, Rod Johnson, the pastor's um, feet. And um, it it was in depth with, um, you know, just really impressed on him that he was to do that. So when Rod showed up, he went in to talk with him. And it came to be um, very significant to him. And uh, he started weeping either when he started to wash his feet. And and it um, to him, it was like a bonding for Dean and him. And... Um, it was interesting because they had one thing in common, and that was they both liked gambling. And, um, you know, it's interesting because later Rod had, of course, they both loved Yah, and Rod Johnson knew the true name was Yahweh. Um so he, you know, was not without that. And then um, Rod had a dream about Dean and told us. And, and um, well, no, it, it was for Dean, not about him, because Rod had to have a battle with um, old black Joe spirit that name was Old Black Joe and um, and it was something that Rod and Dean uh, needed to be freed of a, a spirit that that would uh, Old Black Joe he explained was a, a man who um, consistently gambled um, with dice got getting in a um, circle and, and throwing the dice and stuff like that. But um, it, what I saw happen between Rod and Dean was they, they became very close in the area they needed um, to overcome and, you know, and old black Joe was rebuked and um you know not uh not something either of them would choose to um walk in, so that then, when we came to house of worship, it became significant to me by washing each other's feet, we are helping to take off 
the dirt of the, the dust of the earth, how over get rid of the fleshly things that defile the body and that um in the washing of the feet just like baptism shows us we're emerged in the water and come out new the washing of the feet um is significant in um in our cleansing of our um of our soul of our spirit of our spirit being connected together of one mind and one cord and that we were in agree we do come in agreement with um each other's Achilles heels, the the bad spot. And Dean washed my feet my feet at um what was her name, the lady in Green Bay. Um we washed our feet there and and um it it just kept me on track. Um, it touches us inside if we do that. I haven't did that in a too long of a time. So um, I gotta, got to find the time that Yah would have me wash somebody's feet and who Barbet's supposed to in June sometime and uh, Mark's going on a trip, and she's going to come and spend some time with me. So uh, I'm perhaps can wash our feet. But I know it's it's there's a a symbolizing and a meaning to doing that, and I will pass. Well, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Yes, I'm back. Um, yeah, can you guys hear me too? Yes, hallelujah. Yeah, so Yami, if I was to have you on a test right now for licensing and ordination and a transformation certification, what would you say the significance of the meaning of foot washing is regarding our Transformed Recovery Love Fellowship program? Um. The fact that we're we're doing what we can to help one another um, to be clean of the dust of the earth, get out of the flesh, and um, um, walk in the higher levels of life. Of right, but I gave you the keyword, which is in the textbook under the twelve keywords, and what is the keyword for this? actual ordinance that is in the scriptures called foot washing. What what would that ordinance fall under as far as the set-apart scripture step keywords? Well, it may be a covenant or a ceremony. Well, it's part of the covenant, but the keyword is humility 
Oh, okay. And Yeshua is the ultimate depiction of humility in the fact that he got down on his hands and feet, down on his knees, before Kepha or Peter as we know it, and he went down and he washed the cow poop, the donkey poop, the camel poop, the chicken poop, every kind of poop you can imagine that might have been in those streets. He washed that off of Peter's feet, which was the ultimate act of humility because that's what the slave's job was to do, was to wash the feet of those that they served. So okay. he basically lowered himself to the point of a slave to make the point that we should live our life in humility before each other. So there is a there is a definite significance of the bodybuilder one or the achad or the unity. So you have that right too in kind of saying that. So that's cool because we want to be achad. We as a body doing that. It, it humbles each other to each other. There, there's also a set-apart scripture, step five, because by getting down on your hands and knees before a brother or a sister and washing their feet, you are doing what? You are submitting to them, right? Yes. So there's a set-apart scripture, step six, in the submission, and there's a ultimate through six and seven, which I believe personally and I, I gave this to Marissa, the one, one day a week fasting is not being stressed enough by anybody but me. And you guys as leaders need to be encouraging the fasting in the consistency because the fasting is what takes us into a, a realistically powerful set-apart scripture step seven. You can't have the power in set-apart scripture step seven that you should have as a manifestation and a goal to be reached of humility, you're never going to get there without getting the demonic forces out of the way, which is what we prepare ourselves to complete that action. We prepare ourselves in six in the fasting and the prayer. That's what takes us there. It is, it's taking us into that complete deliverance experience. It's the completion of the deliverance of all the junk that we found as we did the inventory and examination processes. So the action of the actual foot washing is taking all that dirt, like you were kind of saying, so you're, you're getting it right, the, the dirt that you're finding out about yourself in the set-apart scripture step four, when you start really examining and looking at yourself, and then, of course, we do it daily in the 10, and if you're journaling, you're doing a 10.7. So in that, that continual examination, what you're finding in the examination is the dirt. Well, the idea of finding out the dirt is to not sit and live in shame and guilt and crap. You're not supposed to live in the dirt. You're not supposed to hang on to the dirt. You're not supposed to let it lower your self-image. You're supposed to get rid of the crap. You're supposed to get delivered from the garbage, get rid of from the dirt, get rid of all of that that is unclean. And you're supposed to come into a place of cleanliness and cleanness and, and freedom from it all. And that's when you start feeling a whole lot better because that old yuck of flesh person all of a sudden is dead. And you realize this new person kind of 
resurrected out of the ashes of all of that junk and you got this new person that you're becoming and you're going, wow, I'm not who I was. Hallelujah. And the, the significance in the ordinance of washing the feet is kind of the example of showing it in action. And when we actually do it, it's kind of that reminder of the step seven that we're getting to where Yeshua is because Yeshua had to do it. And even Kepha, even Peter, when, when he did it to him, he goes, he goes, no, 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 you shouldn't wash my feet. And then he said, oh, yeah, I need to wash your feet because he needs to show the example. And that's the thing that Scribe needs to show. That's the thing that you need to show in Wisconsin and be the leaders of these congregations is show the example of these ordinances to go forth. You know, you shouldn't have to go to a galing feast festival situation. You guys should be actually having them. And you guys should have hundreds of people attending. But if you don't realize what your role and what your position is, it's not going to happen. Now that Scribe knows it, he can start saying to himself, doggone it, I'm going to have 100 motorcycles at my next feast, and everybody's going to come to the location that I call for, the appointed time, the Moedim, that, that Yeshua, Yahweh, has here in Scripture. I'm going to have the people come, and I'm even going to get Yami onto a, onto a motorcycle. I'm going to have her riding on up in a Harley, and she's going to come to the feast as an emulator, doggone it. Time for me to kick this thing in the butt. And Yami needs to be one of the one of the leaders of the motorcycle club. Hallelujah. <laughs> All right, praise Yah. I said enough. Don't worry, Yami. We'll get you a trike. Hallelujah. Everything <laughs> I need to know, I learned in kindergarten. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Uh, well, I'm going to go ahead, and before we wrap up this first pot of three-pot of three pot Shabbat, we're going to go ahead and read uh, John 13, 1 to 13, um, which talks about foot washing, and we'll just see you know, how Yeshua puts it. So hallelujah. And before the piece of... There, and before the feast of Passover, Yeshua, knowing that his hour had come, that he should move from this world to the Father, loving his own in the world, he loved them to the end. And supper having occurred, the devil having put already into the heart of Simon, son of Judas, into the heart of Simon's son, Judas Iscariot, that he should betray him. Yeshua, knowing that the Father has given all things into his hands and that he came from Elohim and goes away to Elohim, and he rose up from the supper and laid aside his garments, and taking a towel, he girded himself. Then he put water into the basin and began to wash the feet of the, disciple, or of the disciples and to wipe off with the towel with which he was girded. Now, there's a few footnotes in here. The first one says, after and before, this is directly preceding the Passover. The second one says, an ancient Middle Eastern custom, one would wash the hands and 
wash the hands before eating, but here Yeshua girds himself with a towel to wash the feet of the disciples. Wearing sandals would make the feet most dirty from a journey and truly shows the humility that was displayed and set for believers as an example. Then he came to Simon Peter, and he said to him, Master, do you wash my feet? Yeshua answered him and said, The thing that I do you do not understand now, but afterwards you will know. Peter said to him, You may never wash my you may never wash my feet for me. Yeshua answered him, If I do not wash your feet, you have no part with me. Simon Peter said to him, Master, not my feet only, but also the hands and the head. Yeshua said to him, The one having been immersed has no need other than to wash his feet. For all of him is clean. There's another footnote. This is typifying that through baptism or immersion, one is cleansed of their sins, but there are, but still there are minor imperfections. And each year the Passover, at Passover, the believer does not need to be rebaptized, but the foot washing symbolically shows the believer trying to get the little spots and wrinkles out of their lives. Now, this is scribe, and it's interesting to note that those little spots and wrinkles can only be gotten out by someone else. So in essence, we are, you know, as we, as we humble ourselves to, to wash our brothers and sisters' feet, we're confessing that we'll do whatever we have to to help them acknowledge and understand and become aware of sins that they might not be aware of as, a, as an instructing stand-in, if you will, just as Yeshua was, although unlike Yeshua, we are not called to actually go to a physical cross to complete that lesson. So, hallelujah, that was me. I hope that was scripturally accurate um, and doesn't disagree with anybody's rule. Hallelujah. To end that verse, it says, and you are clean, but not all. For he knew the one betraying him. For this reason, he said, you are not all clean. Then when he had washed their feet and had taken his garments, reclining again, he said to them, do you know what I have done to you? If you call me the teacher and the master, and you say, well, for I am, if then I wash your feet, the master and the teacher, you also ought to wash the feet of one another. For I gave you an example that as I did, you also should do. Footnote, here Yeshua makes the foot washing an official part of the Passover Passover ceremony. Verse 16, truly, truly, I say to you, a slave is not greater than his master, nor a messenger greater than the one sending him. If you know these things, baruch are you if you do them. I do not speak concerning all of you. I know whom I chose out of that scripture. I know, I know whom I chose out, but that scripture might be fulfilled. The one eating the bread with me lifted up his heel against me. From now on, I will say to you a thing before it happens, so that when it happens, you will believe that I am. Hallelujah.
Um, from now on, I, yeah, truly I say to you, the one who receives whom I may send receives me, and the one who receives me sends the one who sent me. Saying these things, Yeshua was troubled in, in the Ruach and testified and said, Indeed, I tell you truly that one of you will betray me. And we'll stop there, even though it goes on to talk about um, the disciples and his imminent departure to the, to the Garden of Kidron. Um, yeah, the first, the first time I did a, uh, did a foot washing at yeah, the Apostolic Bible Church back in 93 or 94, as Rock said, it was a significant, very, very humbling moment because most people don't countenance or understand or comprehend that kind of humility, and that's because Christianity, for the most part, really operates around the edges. It hasn't in the fact, it hasn't been laser-focused to raise up true believers. If you actually get down on your knees and do what the Word says and wash somebody else's feet, you're getting into the nitty-gritty. You are relating to the unwritten Word. Now get this, the unwritten Word, because when this was going on, there was nothing about Yeshua written except in the Old Testament. But they didn't comprehend that. But now you're actually getting in there and doing something that was written about, could be continued to be written about, which is why when people say that, that you know, the, the time of the apostles is over, I would suggest that somebody take some of those bowls of, of foot washing remnants, dehydrate that stuff and see what it's made of, and I'm pretty sure you're going to find out that there's some pretty nasty stuff in there. It's um, the Christian. The Christian Church needs a needs a mikvah. The Christian religion needs a mikvah, and, and preferably not one by fire. As true believers, as active Ibri or seeds of Abraham. We need to position ourselves in humility to do that to our sister congregation, if you will, our backslidden sister congregation, if you will. I know there's going to be some online that are going to bristle at that, that might hear this later. Well, who is you to say that the church is backslidden? Well, take a look at it. Your book is named after a, after a, a, a Roman goddess. Now, if the Ten Commandments you read and I read are the same, it says don't let any foreign gods come across your lips. Well, hey, guess what? That's a major fail right there. Now, I know this is getting off a little bit of a beaten track. Um, so, hallelujah. Rock, if you want to add anything before we break for... Yeah, the last, the last part of that scripture, you know, comes with a promise. And, you know, Sam's been doing the promises. 
she's kind of taking a little vacation, but she's going to start back up again. We had to talk about that, that she, as a minister of love, really has an assignment that Yah has given to her in this season is to see all the promises that Yah has. And one of the promises that we find in this whole foot washing is that there's a barukata that's going to come upon us in doing it. You know, why wouldn't we want to, if he puts it out there, okay, you wash someone's feet and I'm going to throw out favor on you. Why would you not want that favor? Isn't that kind of duh, right? It's like, all right, let's wash as many feet this year as I can because I want as much favor as I can. Hello? (laughs) You know, I mean, and I think the reason that he said it that way is to give us a motivation to give us an incentive to really experience, you know, and bring these things to others of how incredible it really is to discover what we discovered back in the 90s. I remember it being an experience where we were shaken, where we were crying, where we were quaking and baking, and there was a fire that was on us, and I mean, we may have not had all the doctrines right back there at the UPC ABC, but there was a Ruach HaKodesh and there was fire and it was what bound us together scribe for this ministry that we have today. Uh, There are experiences that we got in the Pentecostal realm in the Acts 2, Acts 10, Acts 19, you know, all the way through the book of actions, you know, we got some experiences out of that that I believe we bring into the Hebrew Roots communities that for, as the Hebraic Roots Outreach Network leadership that we are with Love, Inc., to the nations for the International Ministers Fellowship, I think we bring something into that that's a flavor that is important that others just don't have. And, uh, you know, it's lacking. So, yeah, we're at a point where we got to turn around <laughs> Uh, we could have easily used up the four hours, but uh, it's time for the break anyway. And we just want to tell you guys we love you. I don't know how we're going to be able to get into this second portion, but I want you to, to really think about Set Apart Scripture uh, 5, 6, and 7 here in the humility that is found in taking the confession and the submission into another brother, another sister, and, and, and laying all that down at the feet of another and saying, hey, we're going to wash this all away. And the connection of mikvah or washing, the connection of the washing of the word, the connection of cleansing, all of that can be our second half of this Shabbat Shalom special on the Feast of Unleavened Bread, 5782. Hallelujah! Well, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Give me a few minutes. I've got to find a long play for about an hour. And yeah, what I usually do is I just type in the word messianic music, and That's I right. find like hour-long clips, and you can go ahead and turn one of those on. And then when the music's over, you know that the hour's up. Hallelujah. All right. Sounds good. Yes. I just got to learn how to type. It's ha <laughs> ha
Yeah. Keywords. Let's do this. Go to uploads. All right. Keywords are not cooperating with me right now. Give me a second. Elo 
טוב ליבי ידעת, שוקד נסער נכנע מורד, לב זה לבן אליך אתה, תפילה איתה תפילת בשר נרדף, נסחף, כושל, מכאוב אכזר, יגון, ידעתי, ללא מחר, ללא גואל. ביקשתי אור ליבי, העיר לי, אך לא אני זכיתי בו. דרכי אליו שוב שיכיר לי, ומשבשה אני ופה. דרכי אליו שוב שיכיר לי ומשבשה ביקשתי רחמי שמיים, אני סילקתי לו וכן, ואז ידעתי אין כאן שניים, בבן האב, באב הבן. אבי הטוב שאין מגלות, לא דמות לו שם אדון תבן, במקום תפילה מנחה שיר
Thank you. 
כל אחד מכם, בצאתכם ובבואכם, ימשיכו ללוות אתכם, מלאכים, אלוהים, השכינה, הלב.
ושוב אני הולך בעולמך זועק בשקט ושוב אני כוסף לדרכך הופך כל אבן וכמשקל לנשמתי גופי נושם חולם אוי אבא אל נתית עלם רחמנה עליי רחם ועוד בימי התחבט בשאלת עפר ועפר ברוך יוצר אדם ובצלמו בורא לו עזר ומה יפה אהבתי את שהלב בוחר מודה אני לפניך רחמנה אני Let's go. 
אותי. אבא שלי יושב כאן. אבא, אני רוצה לומר לך תודה על זה שאני עומד פה היום מלא בערכים ותורה ומצוות. תודה לך. תודה לבורא עולם. בזכותו אני נושם, שר, מרגש, מתרגש מאנשים שאוהבים אותי. משהו, תודה. שיר למעלות מפרק תלים. This has been Three Pots Shabbat, and that was our Love Lunch Brunch, and we are back for the third installment of, or the third portion of, the third pot, more directly, of the Three Pots Shabbat, which is um, Hallelujah. Obviously going to be a little clumsier than I would have liked. Um, so, yeah, we're going to be looking at how this all connects to the... We're going to be looking at how all this connects to the 12 Steps transformation and you know the Hebrew roots connection of all this it's a ministry that we live out 
in Ahaba, and I think I'm just going to go to another set of music and wrap this up because I don't know exactly where I'm supposed to be going with this right now. Hallelujah. Praise Yah. Thank you, Abayah, for your Shabbat. We thank you for your favor. We thank you for your kavod. Thank you for the fact that you joined us tonight or this afternoon. And we know that it's the intent to want to do it right. Yeah, as we as we perfect this thing, this this Shabbat exercise as we draw close to you as we seek to please you we just want to uh, love you as you loved us and do those things which honor you and please you on this day so yeah we thank you for the fellowship we had in the first two hours we thank you for the time that you shared with us, smiling down on us as we attempt to honor your Shabbat. And we just give you all praise, honor, and kavod, yeah, knowing that you will help us to perfect your goals for this time frame so that we can better share the concept of three-pot Shabbat and building the Mishpaka, building the outreach. So, Abiyah, we are eternally grateful for everything that you've done, everything you are doing, and everything you will continue to do throughout the day today. Knowing that all this is done in the name of Yeshua to bring your truth and your light and your love into a lost and perishing world that so desperately needs you to be a part of it. Ah, but we don't do this just as an exercise. We do this as a way of life. And we want to be able to connect this with your transforming promises towards us that if we put forth the effort to walk as Yeshua walked. That you would remove all hindrances. So, as we wrap this up, as we close this out, we are going to do this trusting and believing that your kingdom come. As we wrap this up, we're going to have Marissa read Ephesians 6, and then we'll wrap this up as I read out John 17. Hallelujah. In the name of Yeshua, here's Marissa. Ask. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 6. Children, obey your parents in Yahweh, but it's his right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. <laughs> and the fathers do not provoke your children to anger, but nurture them 
May the discipline and teaching of our master. Slaves, obey your masters according to flesh, with reverence and trembling and singleness of your heart, as to Messiah. Not with eye service or hypocrites, but as slaves of Messiah, doing the will of our master from the heart. Serving as slaves with goodwill to our master and not as to men. Each one knowing that whatever good thing he does, this he shall receive from the master, whether he is a slave or a free man. And masters do not do the same things towards them, forgiving their faults, knowing that the master of you and of them is in heaven, and there is no respecter of persons with him. For the rest, my brothers, be made powerful within our master and in the might of his strength. Put on all the armor of Yahweh for you to be able to stand against the strategies of the devil. For our conflict is not with flesh and blood, but with principalities and with those in authority, and with and with the possessors of the dark world, and with the evil spirits that are beneath heaven. Because of this, take up all the whole armor of Elohim, that you may be able to resist the evil one. And being prepared, you shall prevail. Then stand firm, having girded your loins about with truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness. And defend your feet with the preparation of the good news of peace. Above all, taking up the shield of faith, which you will be able to quench all the flaming darts of the evil one. And put on the helmet of salvation and take the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of Yahweh. Through all prayer and petition, praying all times in the Spirit, and watching to the same thing with all perseverance and petition concerning all the saints. Pray also for me that to me may be given speech in the opening of my mouth. With boldness, make known the mystery of the good news, for which in I, for which I am, an ambassador in a chain, that in it I may speak boldly as it is right for me to speak, but that you also may know the things about me, what I am doing. Take us, the beloved brother, and the faithful minister in our master will may, make known all things to you. Whom I said to you. For the same thing, that you might not, that you might know the things about us, that He may comfort your heart. Peace to the brothers and love with faith from Yahweh the Father and the Master, Yeshua Messiah. Grace be with all those that love our Master, Yeshua Messiah, without corruption. Amen. Well, hallelujah. Before I get into John 17, um, I want to share a few other things with you that have that come from other brother from another brother in uh, in the Mishpacha, and I well actually I don't know that I should um, because that was written to me. I will have I'll check with him before I get a chance before I read that. So again, sorry for the confusion. Um, it's not really confusion; it's just uncertainty at the time. John 17, this is an example. This is our Messiah praying for us. This is the prayer of Adonai Yeshua for us. As believers, as shalaks, as the far-flung mishpacha, the far-flung body, far-flung into the future that he saw as he was hanging on the torture stake. the church that was not yet known, hallelujah. 
Yeshua spoke these things and lifted up his eyes to Shamayim and said, Father, the hour has come. Esteem your son that your son might also esteem you. As you gave to him authority over all flesh, so that to all which you gave to him, he may give to them everlasting life. And this everlasting life that they may know you, the Elohim of truth, and Yeshua Messiah whom you have sent. I have brought you honor on the earth. I finished the work that you gave me to do. And now, Father, honor me with yourself, with the honor which I had with you before the existence of the world. I revealed your name to the men to whom you gave. I revealed your name to the men, to the men whom you gave to me out of this world. They were yours, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they have known that everything that you have given to me, I have given to them, and they received them. And they know that I have truly proceeded from your presence, and they believe that you have sent me. I pray concerning them. I do not pray concerning the world, but concerning the ones whom you gave to me, because they are yours. And all my things are yours, and yours are mine, and I have been esteemed in them. And no longer am I in the world, yet these are in the world. And I come to you, Kodesh Abba, keep them in your name. Set apart, Father, keep them in your name, those whom you gave to me, that they may be echad, united, as we are echad, united. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in your name. I guarded those whom you gave to me, and not one of them was lost except the son of perdition that scripture might be fulfilled. And now I come to you and I speak these things in the world that they may have my joy being fulfilled in them. I have given them your word and the world hated them because they are not of the world as I am not of the world. I do not pray that you take them out of the world but that you keep them from the evil. They are not of the world even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them in your truth. Your word is truth. As you have sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. And I fear for their sakes. I sanctify myself so that they may also be sanctified by truth. And I do not pray concerning these only, but also those, but also concerning those who will believe in me through their word, that they may be echad, as you are in me, Father, and I in you, that they also may be echad in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. And I have given them the esteem, the honor which you have given me, that they may be echad, as we are echad, united. I in them and you in me, that they may be perfected in one, that the world may know that you sent me and loved them even as you loved me. Father, those whom you have given to me, I desire that where I am, they might be also with me, that they might see my, my honor that you have given to me because you have loved me from before the foundations of the world. Righteous Father, indeed the world did not know you, but I know you, and these have known that you sent me. 
and I made known your name to them and will make it known that the love with which you love me may be in them and I in them. Hallelujah and Yamen. That was John 17. Thank you all for joining us on this three-pot Shabbat. We pray it was a Baruch to you. And we look forward to getting back together with you as soon as Avaya permits. Hallelujah. And Yamen. Yeah,